so a lot of stuff to talk about today a lot of things to be excited about two things really for me number one believe it or not on youtube we're about halfway to ten thousand views which means that for this podcast it can actually start to become profitable which is pretty crazy considering it's only been around for just a couple of months so huge thanks goes out to all of you guys that watch subscribe like everything on youtube I uh, appreciate it so much. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate it. Uh, and it's, it's working, guys. Like, we're continuing to grow uh, subscribers, views, everything. Uh, it's, it's definitely continuing to grow, and, and it's a beautiful thing to watch just organically grow. Uh, and, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. The second reason I'm excited is because uh, later today I'm going to go see the new uh, Justice League movie. So I'm hoping that it's better than Batman versus Superman, I'm hoping. Uh, DC just, I don't know, something about DC movies, they're just not quite to the level of Marvel. Um, like I said, when I was watching that Thor movie, you know, I went in with low expectations, but they blew me away. Um, you know, I'm going in with pretty low expectations for DC with Justice League. I'm hoping that it will pay off, of course, on this podcast, we're not going to talk about any spoilers for that movie, but I will definitely give you guys my opinion uh, on the next episode. So, let's jump right in. Lots of stuff to talk about. One of the first things I wanted to talk about was something I found to be very, very creepy. Um, to be honest, I would say on a creepy meter, I would say creepy as fuck would be my rating for this. Uh, this is a tweet from Pam Bullock uh, saying that the first digital pill, an antipsychotic, can tell doctors whether patients take their medicine. It's voluntary, but will patients sign up? And it's an article from the New York Times. You know, it's pretty crazy the times that we live in right now where they've actually developed a pill that they can use to track to see if you've actually taken the pill. Um, you know, I, I, it is so bizarre. Uh, then there was this from Matthew from Botchamania. And I don't think this GIF is going to work, but I wish so badly that it would. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, so the shield's coming down. This is during Raw. And there's a guy that's running down and a security guard that seems to be late. Now watch this guy. He pushes and then <laughs> slaps his ass. <laughs> that was definitely the highlight of Raw. I'm glad Matthew uh, and I were the only ones to see that because uh, that was definitely hilarious. Uh, and the worst part was, is like everything was on camera there, so, you know, not a good day for that security guard. Um, then there was this, uh, this illustration uh, showing the Miz versus either Baron Corbin or Sin Cara. We know now it's going to be Baron Corbin, uh, which makes sense because the build has been towards Baron Corbin. This pay per view, as good as it's going to be this Sunday Survivor Series, they've done a lot of like uh, bait and switch moments. Uh, with the with the matches, so hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they don't do that again. Although I think they will. Uh, my gut feeling is that with Charlotte winning the women's title, I wouldn't be surprised if her replacement is not Natalia, if her replacement is Paige, and we finally see the much anticipated return of Paige to the WWE. But what's interesting here. With this, with this image is that it really does look like The Miz had won 
obviously he is the intercont intercontinental champion, but also the U.S. champion. It takes you a while to figure out that Baron Corbin's actually holding the belt like this, uh, but it, it, it was weird. It makes you like do like a double take because it really does look like The Miz has both championships. Uh, so another good catch from Matthew. Um, then, uh, very interesting from MMA Fighting, uh, former wrestler Jack Swagger, real name uh, Jake Hager, uh, apparently is going to be signing or has signed really with Bellator MMA. So it looks like he's going to be yet another wrestler uh, that's going to be entering mixed martial arts. Uh, the thing with Jack Swagger is that uh, you know he has an amateur wrestling background just like Brock Lesnar, just like a lot of the wrestlers that go into MMA. Um, so I, I think Jack Swagger could possibly have a better career in MMA than a lot of people think uh, because of his amateur wrestling background. Obviously, uh, when it comes to MMA nowadays, uh, what you're looking at is really a combination of skills. So just being good at amateur wrestling is not really good enough for mixed martial arts. So he's definitely going to have to work on his striking. He's going to have to work on maybe some jujitsu. Uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where he could do better um, overall. So it'll be interesting to see how Jack Swagger does, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does well, especially in Bellator. Um, then Stephen Wino tweeted out uh, the Montreal Canadiens who are having uh, major issues overall but now unfortunately for them have issues in net because Carey Price once again is injured after they gave Carey Price a huge contract and I think you know especially in sports I wish teams would learn from this you know what I mean like uh, Carey Price for sure has been the best goalie in the NHL for quite some time but when was the last time that he was actually the best goalie? It's been a few years, you know? And you've gone out and you've given him a 10-year contract, which is gonna be difficult to trade, and you already have deficiencies up front. Like Montreal, and I can't believe I'm saying this after for the last couple of years, after the last couple of years, but Montreal is actually in a worse spot right now, I think, than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, that's so hard to believe. You know, if you were to tell me two years ago that would be the case, I wouldn't believe it. But that is the case. Bergevin and Montreal just have not done a good job building their forward depth, especially at center. Um, you know, they've kind of pissed away the best years of, of Carey Price, and now I think they're paying the price for it, uh, pun intended. Uh, so. Montreal decided that they're going to claim Antti Niemi off waivers from the Florida Panthers. Now Niemi back in the day was a great goalie, but nowadays there's a reason why Florida put him through waivers uh, and he was even available. He's not the same goalie that he used to be. And, you know, I would argue that he wasn't really that great to begin with. He was playing behind a system. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Niemi in Montreal, but I don't think that that's going to be a good situation. I think Montreal overall has become such a toxic place ever since they pissed away the talent of P.K. Subban. Uh, I think that was probably one of the biggest mistakes that they've made um, and it just continues to snowball. Um, I would be shocked if Bergevin is still the general manager, let's say by the NHL draft. I don't know, Montreal historically doesn't really 
do anything during the season or at the trade deadline in terms of their management, but I would be shocked if he's still the GM come the NHL draft. I think a change is coming, and it's a much-needed change for Montreal. Um, they've just, I don't know, they, they, they haven't been able to achieve the greatness that a lot of people thought they could. Uh, then, continuing with the NHL, the Oilers made a huge trade, in my opinion. They acquired Mike Camilleri for uh, Jokinen. Uh, Jokinen just wasn't effective. Their salaries are basically a wash, both about a million-dollar cap hit. Uh, Camilleri, though, has much better numbers. Three goals, four assists, seven points in 15 games. Jokinen, one assist, one point in 14 games. Uh, a lot of people say Camilleri's past his prime. I think he's still a valuable player. Uh, you know, you look at the other team in, in Alberta, you look at uh, Calgary, you know, they've got uh, Yaramir Yager, who a lot of people say is past his prime. Um, but, you know, they still have a lot that they can contribute to their teams. Uh, and speaking of Calgary, Mike Camilleri, familiar with Alberta, uh, having played with the Calgary Flames before, uh, back in his prime, if you will. So I, I think that it's a good trade for Edmonton, uh, basically trading a bum uh, for a player that could give them something. And, you know, Jokinen to me was great in shootouts back in the day, but what does he really do for your team, in my opinion? Nothing. Um, so I think that, that was a very good trade for the Oilers. I'm kind of surprised the other team okayed the deal, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, then... You know, we were talking about uh, the Justice League movie, um, and something that's been creeping up online is how Ben Affleck has kind of sent mixed messages about playing the role of Batman, and now apparently the most the latest thing from Jonatia here is that Ben Affleck is wanting a way out of the DC Entertainment Universe after just two movies baffles his mind. It baffles my mind too. Why would you take the role? knowing that they're planning to make an entire universe of movies, they're trying to duplicate what Marvel's doing, and already want to be out after just two movies. Um, you know, and again, to me, Batman versus Superman was garbage, uh, complete and total garbage. It was just an absolute mess all over the place. I, I was not a fan of it at all. Um, and I don't believe that he was that good of a Batman. As a matter of fact, I would probably rank him dead last. Uh, you know, you've, you're looking at Christian Bale, you're looking at Michael Keaton, uh, you're looking at maybe you put Val Kilmer before George Clooney, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would actually put Ben Affleck either behind George Clooney or just above him in terms of Batmans and Bruce Wayne's. I, I just don't really, I don't really think he's doing anything for them. Um, would I miss him as Bruce Wayne and Batman? No. Am I shocked that he already wants to be out after just two movies? Yes. I don't know what the hell he's thinking or what he thought he was signing up for because they want to build uh, a whole series of movies. On the flip side, you know, uh, you've got Henry Cavill playing uh, Superman, and I think he's doing an awesome job in that. Um, you know, you've got Gal Gadot playing uh, Wonder Woman. She's doing a phenomenal job. Um, so, you know, you've got two pieces there that I think make this DC Universe something that could work. 
Um, but obviously Ben Affleck just is not a good spoke in that wheel in my opinion. But we'll see. Again, you know, I'm, I'm going to see Justice League tonight. Maybe he changes my mind on that. Uh, then some really cool news actually from R.L. Stein. Um, afraid of the Dark. Are you afraid of the Dark? Uh, which is one of the best shows in the 90s. If you're a 90s kid like me, you'll probably easily remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? They're going to be making that into a movie from the guy that just did the movie It. Uh, so that is extremely exciting news, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid. It's one of those shows that's kind of underrated because I think most 90s kids watched it, but it's not one of those shows that comes directly to your mind. Like you, you talk about other shows uh, in that time time period, but it was a really good show. And it also, some of my American friends may not know this, happened to be a Canadian show on top of that. Um, then uh, Cosby Serenji tweeted out, the fact that they're making a movie version of Are You Afraid of the Dark proves that 90s kids had the best shows, that is all. And I would 100% agree. You, the selection of shows uh, back in the day was unbelievable and you compare that to the garbage that's out there today it's not even close man 90s kids had it made when it comes to shows uh, I was happy to be growing up in that time period because uh, in a way I think we were spoiled with how many good shows were available to us at that time uh, then there was this which I thought was hilarious uh, John Lewis uh, has a very controversial Christmas ad, as always. Uh, not really in the holiday spirit, at least the normal holiday spirit. Uh, so then, uh, at Gulture, made a new uh, ad for John Lewis, saying that he loves the new John Lewis Christmas ad, very 2017. So I wanted to play that for you guys. The world would not be the same. understand first of all go on YouTube look up John Lewis Christmas ads then understand that this is Oppenheimer talking about creating the atomic bomb and you'll probably get that joke you probably got that joke anyways but for anybody who didn't understand that joke you know a bit of background to it it is hilarious and credit to at culture for making that that was I was dying laughing I uh, still am that was like my probably third or fourth time seeing that it's still hilarious then uh you know lots of movie news lately uh this was pretty interesting i didn't even know about this uh christian bale apparently is bulking up and yes that actually is christian bale believe it or not uh because he's going to be playing the role of dick cheney uh that is crazy i didn't even know that, that was happening 
you know, if, if there's anybody that could play somebody like that, it would be somebody as versatile as Christian Bale. Uh, you know, people were pointing out the fact that he was gaining a lot of weight for this role. Um, you know, he's, he's just a, a phenomenal, I don't, don't even want to say actor because that, that kind of demeans him. I would say artist. He's so good at what he does. Uh, how he's even able to transform his body shows his dedication to his craft. Um, you know, if you remember like the, the Machinist, where he lost all of that weight. You remember when he was playing Batman, where he gained all of that weight back in a short period of time. Uh, you know, not weight, but muscle really, built muscle. Now he's gaining weight uh, to play Dick Cheney. Like this guy is an unbelievable actor. Um, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit to be honest. I think he's a, a f just phenomenal at what he does. Um, then there was this, and I wish I could play it, but I know with the audio that it would get synced off of YouTube, but I highly, highly recommend it, guys. Uh, this is a tweet from Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, but it's also on YouTube as well. It's the latest trailer for the new Deadpool movie. He plays, as you can tell from the wig there, he plays Bob Ross. Deadpool is Bob Ross, and uh, it is just unbelievably hilarious, uh, as always with Deadpool. Uh, but they take it to another level here. Even like the the names for the colors are hilarious. Um, so I highly recommend everybody check that out. Uh, then uh, there was some more speculation in from Major League Baseball uh, about uh, possible trades for Stanton from Miami. Uh, the St. Louis Cards apparently had discussions. Again, I don't understand why the Toronto Blue Jays aren't being more aggressive. I feel like they should go all in for this kid. All in for this kid. Uh, take as much salary as you can, preferably all of it, just so that you can get that trade done. Um, offer whatever you have to offer because how often can you acquire somebody that would be a perfect replacement for Batista that would be younger, that is an MVP candidate, that you know still has years left in his prime, uh, that is you know an, a home run hitter, lead, led the league in home runs. That opportunity doesn't come that often and I know they're stuck on uh, you know foreign prospects but Man, I really wish the Blue Jays would get their head out of their ass and realize that this is a golden opportunity that could just pass them by if they let it go, and I, I don't think they should. Um, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, You have to work hard for what you want and twice as hard to keep it. And I think that's a uh, pretty, uh, pretty solid tweet there. Uh, Tom Lammas from ABC tweeted out, uh, Ivanka Trump... So not Donald Trump, but his daughter uh, had the lady balls to come out, out talk about Moore's allegations. Uh, he was saying, she, she was saying, I should say, sorry. Uh, There's a special place in hell for people who prey on children. I've yet to see a valid explanation, and I have no reason to doubt the victim's accounts. Now, number one, this shows that she has more lady balls than Donald Trump has actual balls. Um, it also shows to me this kind of bullshit movement going on on the Republican side of things where uh, no matter who is putting down a candidate, 
the establishment congressman, the president's daughter, the president himself. Uh, it's viewed as being cool, like, oh, who cares what the establishment wants? Uh, you know, who cares what the establishment is accusing me of? I'm still going to run. Um, you know, it, it's ridiculous to me that that's the time that we live in where the most outrageous candidates somehow still get to run. You know, you've t you're talking about an attorney general who testified in front of Congress that he didn't recall a meeting with Russia, who then testified again in front of Congress and said, oh yeah, when somebody mentioned that, it, it's brought me back now. Are you fucking kidding me? Resign, you fucking asshole. You suck. You lied. You should be faced with perjury. You've got this guy who's molesting kids, uh, you know, and it's not just one accusation, it's at least six, I believe, at this point, who refuses to step down. And here's the scary thing that nobody in the media, the Republicans, not even Ivanka Trump's talking about there, this idiot could still win. The people in Alabama are really that stupid. And I'm going to say that they're that stupid because they're not demanding right now that he leaves this campaign. That tells me that you're not open-minded. You're just truly, truly as dumb as the rest of the country thinks you are. You know, and you want to prove me wrong? You want to prove the rest of the world wrong? The rest of the states wrong? Then force this guy to step down. Because if you don't, you're proving the fact that you're always ranked dead last in education. You're proving the fact that you're still the old South. And none of those things is appealing to the rest of the world, by the way. But, you know, if you like your senator to be dressed up like Sheriff Woody, molesting little kids, and then denying it, but not really denying it, go ahead, vote for this guy. Let him represent his state. And if he represents you, Alabama, vote for him. But I would like to believe that the people of Alabama can force this guy to step down. Remains to be seen, but we'll see. Uh, so then Jennifer Bendry tweeted, uh, this feels sort of no noble, what Ivanka Trump said, except for that whole thing with the victim's accounts of her dad's behavior, and that's a solid blowback uh, to Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump, and it's true. Um, you know, there are accusations there against Donald Trump, and it's hilarious to me, uh, not really hilarious, it's sad, uh, it's sad to me how... Um, for some reason, Donald Trump is like Teflon when it comes to these accusations, but everybody else pays the price, whether it's Weinstein, uh, whether it's Roy Moore uh, from his own daughter, Ivanka Trump uh, putting Moore down or trying to, um, you know, whether it's Kevin Spacey, the list goes on and on. All of these sick fucks that are either molesting kids or molesting women, um, you know, Bill Cosby, etc., etc. The list goes on and on. All of these people held into account by the media or whoever, except for this one guy who happens to be the president, right? Um, 
it's un it's unacceptable totally unacceptable and what, what's mind-blowing to me is that you've got a Republican group in Congress that doesn't even like Donald Trump and there's their silver bullet sure you don't want to talk about Russia fine maybe it's hard to prove how hard is it to prove these sexual allegations sexual harassment allegations how hard is that to prove you know um, if you don't like this guy in office maybe you should start looking at ways that you could remove him from office uh, then you got Bill Maher, he tweeted out, Mitch McConnell says he believes Roy Moore's accusers. Shouldn't someone ask him why he doesn't believe Trump's accusers? And again, very valid point this time from Bill Maher when it comes to that. Uh, then there was this, and unfortunately I can't really show it, uh, but definitely I recommend checking out at Uberfax on Twitter. Uh, tweeted out uh, Barack Obama uh showing up for jury duty, exciting everybody that's there, um, just really incredible images, uh, definitely recommend everybody checks that out. Uh, then Ben Shapiro points out something which I'm glad he did because I actually agree with him. Um, ben Shapiro tweeted out, I'm glad Democrats are willing to throw sexual abusers under the bus 20 years after they leave office and one year after they become useless. So, for those of you guys that can't connect the dots, he's talking about Bill Clinton. Um, and I think that that is 100%, 100% legitimate as an argument. Um, and I would agree with it. I, you know, why support Bill Clinton and vilify everybody else? You've got to be the same across the board. And the same goes for Bill Clinton, you know? Um, he should have resigned in 1998. Donald Trump should resign. Roy Moore should resign, etc., etc. Um, you know, it's unacceptable to hear about these sexual harassment claims against these guys, and they're taking no responsibility for it. They're hiding pretty much. It's pathetic, really. Um, so I actually agree with Ben Shapiro there. Uh, I, I think the left does have... Um, it, it, it is guilty of that but I also think the Republicans are guilty of that look at Roy Moore right now you know um, I, I think the left is getting better at it you look at Weinstein you look at um, you look at Kevin Spacey Bill, uh, Bill Cosby uh, you're, you're seeing that they're being pretty harsh with those guys I don't see the Republicans being as harsh with Roy Moore. So I would actually counter Ben Shapiro's argument and say, you know, how is what the, how the Republicans are handling Roy Moore different than how the Democrats handled Bill Clinton? That's what I would say. Uh, then the WWE uh, released James Ellsworth um, after about a year. I was surprised actually what has been a year already. Um, well, not surprised. I mean, I think they used him as, as much as they possibly could. Uh, there's no doubt at one point he was one of the most popular people on the roster, uh, which is always a surprise. But, uh, no, he, he did what he could. Uh, he, he helped contribute to uh, SmackDown Live for such a long time. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I think that he, 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 he did as much as he could for as long as he could. And I hope that he had fun doing it. 
Uh, I think that he did. I think he knew that it was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, and I, I hope that he lived it out to its fullest um, because he definitely did some entertaining things for WWE. Uh, then Technology Review tweeted out an unbelievable story. This is like mind-blowing to me. Uh, Brian Madeau, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, is the first human to officially have gene editing take place inside his body thanks to an IV packed with snippets of DNA and the means to insert them into his own genetic material. Now, I kind of watched uh, on Vice News Tonight last night a little bit more detail about this. And what it is, basically, they're injecting him with, uh, as they say, like snippets of DNA, parts of DNA strands that will actually go in and replace the part of the DNA that they want to replace uh, to hopefully help him. Uh, now, what's crazy about this is it's going to take, I believe they said three months before they'll know whether or not this actually worked, but the fact that they've actually done this is so mind-blowing, um, and, and, and it could very well be the future of healthcare, you know, so it, it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes, but th this is like... Uh, mind-blowing stuff this is this is this is exciting this is crazy uh, that tweet obviously from MIT tech review um, we live in exciting times and it's sometimes uh, it's easy to forget that with you know how disappointing government can be sometimes and stuff like that but every once in a while uh, you'll see stories like that that kind of grab your attention and your imagination and you're just like wow like we really do live in some crazy times right now uh, but going back to wrestling for a second, uh, they, they had uh, The Shield show up on SmackDown where they had kind of like half and half shirts. They had Raw on one side and The Shield on the other. Uh, so Matthew from Pachamania said, if SmackDown wants to play, let's play. Uh, and it's got uh, Two-Face there. Uh, same idea, like splitting Raw and The Shield. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and then we will end the podcast uh, talking about the fact that Ray Ferraro has tweeted out saying that Austin Matthews will not be playing tonight. Uh, the Maple Leafs have been able to play well without him, so hopefully that can continue. They've got a huge challenge tonight, though, against the New Jersey Devils, who really kicked their ass, I believe, last time. Uh, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, but yeah, uh, really, really interesting stuff this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Again thank you guys so much for all the subscriptions all of the likes all of the uh views uh all the love that you guys have given to this channel on youtube uh to this podcast uh i, I cannot thank you guys enough uh, and let's keep it going let's let's see how big we can make this thing um and yeah thank you thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you guys on the next episode